Last year, I spent more money on spilt liquor and buyers from one side of this world to the other than you made. It's time for Dirt and Spring. You're talking to the Rolex-wearing, diamond ring-wearing, gift-stealing, With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brandon Sprague. Wheeling, dealing, limousine, right, jet flying, son of a gun. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. And I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. The Fan. Hey, let's do this. Final hour, Dirt and Spray here on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan, 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app. Got a lot to get to here in the final hour. I am glued to something, and I want to know if other people are glued to it, too. I, I can't put it down. No, nobody's as glued to golf as you are. Not golf. Yeah, Although the PGA right. Tour did make changes. Did you oh, see that? Should we talk yeah. about that? Yeah, there it is. Changes coming. Yeah. Arnold Palmer Invitational teeing off this morning down in Florida. No, nobody cares. Okay. Well, I do. we got a lot to get to in the final hour. Let's start with our good buddy, Ken Barkley. On the line is the host of You Better, You Bet, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Ken Barkley. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the You Better, You Bet podcast for more Ken Barkley's analysis. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcasts. If I ask you, Ken Barkley, to play catch, would you rather play catch with a glove and a baseball or a football? Uh, glove and a baseball, I think. Man, that's a good question, though. Okay. I think glove and a baseball. I So here's a confession. I throw a miserable spiral. It's, like, actually pretty terrible. <laughs> and I, like, it's, like, okay. But, I mean, you give me, like, an actual, like, you give me the Duke. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, like, spinning that one. Like, let's put it that way. Um, yeah, I play catch with, like, like I have a, my son's four. And uh, and I, I think we are much, <laughs> we, we look more, uh authentic when we're doing it with a, a glove and a ball as opposed to like me trying to like chuck a nerf ball down the field or something it's just it's kind of a bad look it's an area of improvement but uh you know we'll just go with the glove and the ball a little bit okay, okay, okay. then let me let me ask you a follow-up question so we have one of our afternoon hosts his brother um has been coming on the show at the end of their show every day basically for god knows how long at this point so he's like a staple of our station he's a really nice guy he was introduced to a theme called catch 365 he plays catch every day with a glove and a mitt with random people, people he knows, you know, anybody he can get to play catch with him. He did it every day. And yesterday was 365, and he somehow, as a diehard Seattle Mariner fan, got Ken Griffey Jr. to play catch with him inside the Mariners stadium. It's like a lifelong dream type thing, right? If you're doing a catch 365, Ken, do you feel like you would have to end catch 365 with a baseball player, or do you feel like you would want to end it with whoever your other hero is? It could be Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, it could be Tom Brady. Like, how would you feel like you'd have to end Catch 365? Playing with a baseball player or any of your favorite person? Well, first of all, like, uh, how many. I have so many questions about this. About the <laughs> sure. way you explain. Yeah. So, just like, so this guy played Catch every day for 365 days. Yes. How do you. How did he play catch with Ken Griffey Jr.? Okay, so that? so it's it's a pretty cool little backstory. I'll run down quickly. He played with his his wife, his son, uh, us. He played with his brother. He played with his right. Right. He played with all these people. He is a diehard Mariner fan. Ken Griffey's his hero. Uh, he knows somebody connected to Nike that knows somebody connected to Griffey. So like connections. Yeah, networking. they explained yeah, it to it. Griffey. Griffey was really into it, and he, Griffey actually was really accommodating. Gave him 45 minutes, gave him a club, oh, a ball, everything. Yeah. 
I want a signed copy of that Super Nintendo game, too. I used to play Chrono. Yeah, no kidding. Same here. Um, Yeah. I mean, he presented the game. Can he sign the the cartridge? Ken Griffey (laughs) Jr. presents Major League Baseball. He's the only person who's ever presented a video game. That's a good point. the only, I mean, it's he's like he's the first. I'm sure if I told him that, he'd be like, "Great, okay, I'm gonna go play catch with this other guy. I'm gonna go. That's great, Ken. <laughs> I, I don't know who I'd want to end with, but the the thing about that is, so let's say this catches on, right? I, that's a terrible use of that word because it's such a stupid pun. But like, let's say this catches on, and everybody wants to do this. Okay, like Ken Griffey Jr. is not playing with everybody. So like, because this guy's first, is yeah. this guy the first guy to ever do this, or one of the no, first? Uh, one of the no. first, one yeah, of the first, one of the first. Yeah. Of the first. Yeah. So he probably saw it and was like, "This is really cool." Yes. yes. As it gets more popularity, we're all smoked. There's only so many celebrities. Like it's just you know, eventually you're gonna be playing with like some D-list actor or something. It's like, oh, who'd you end up playing catch with? I oh, like Kathy Griffin. Like, oh, that's not really good. I don't want to do that. So that doesn't sound great. <laughs> like like somebody somebody on the Saturday Night Live that's like also featuring. You know, like oh, I got that guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I, I guess that's cool. He's like a Mets fan or something. That's kind of nice. That's a good I point. The I more people I that end with, I'd rather I'd rather disparage other people. I guess what I'd rather do. <laughs> yeah, the more people that do this, we're all screwed, man. We're running we're running out of celebrities very quickly. But it was it was a cool video. We we enjoyed it. But what now? I I we're heading into the NCAA tournament, Ken. Do do you like college basketball? Like, if you had to just not gamble on it and watch it as a fan, could you watch that product consistently? Well, I think we got to break it in. First of all, great pivot, by the way, going off of uh, me disparaging Kathy Griffin to NCAA <laughs> basketball. That was in my head. Pivot, I go pivot, I, in my head. I go if I tried to do that, I would actually have done a worse job than you just did. So that was actually pretty good. I would have been more awkward. So I, I think that was. I appreciate you. Uh, the I think I break it in two categories. Okay, would I watch like a game tonight? Not on your life. <laughs> like would never do it. Uh, I used to be. I used to want to watch every single game, and I just. I don't have the like mental bandwidth. I just like, I got too much stuff going on now. Like I, when I was 24, 25, yeah, I would watch like Tuesday. I would watch like big Monday and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And now no shot. NCAA tournament is my favorite sporting event of the year by far. I like it more than I like the NFL playoffs. I like it more than anything during, I like it more than the masters. And I love those things. All of them. Um, I am like obsessed with the NCAA tournament. I, everything about it, I think is like, I love consuming it, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the schedule. I love the idea of the bracket. I love the potential for upsets, um, randomness, the announcer teams, the music. Like, I just, like, I'm in on all of it. And uh, so, yeah, so it's kind of, if we break it into two categories, like, yeah, regular season, you could have it. I'm good. Any game. And uh, NCAA tournament, like, wouldn't miss it for the world. Right. Uh, you, you and Nick were doing a segment yesterday, and I, I caught it, and I thought it was great, and I, I jokingly responded. You guys were basically asking, who would you trust more in the playoffs, the Clippers or the Mavericks? And I said, whichever team doesn't have Kyrie or Russell Westbrook. <laughs> and I, I like to have fun with it, and I, I thought you guys gave really good thoughts on, on the topic. But you know, Kevin Durant goes to the Suns, and I know it's the Hornets, but... It, it feels like it's kind of the Suns one, and then maybe the Nuggets or Grizzlies, depending on how you feel too. Like, how do you feel today about the Western Conference uh, futures market right now? I think it's uh, it's totally fair to have the Suns as the favorite because I think they have the highest ceiling. I think we've seen Denver a lot, and they're really good. They also play really well at home. That's always been a thing for them in the regular season. When we get to the postseason, that tends to not be as much of a thing for them. 
specifically, this incredible home court advantage that they own in the regular season. I think their home record this year is like 24 and four. It's like something outrageous, something ridiculous. Okay. Like what, what happens when that's not there? Okay. That's a little tough. Um, I think they're like a worthy contender, but yeah, the ceiling of Phoenix is the highest by far. So I'm cool with like the betting market, having them as the favorite. I don't think that's wrong. Um, I think they are the most likely team to win the West because their best is probably better than everybody else's best. Now, are they going to ever? Are there are there going to be times where they don't realize that best? You know, are there going to be times where, I mean, look, like the the injury history of these players is pretty interesting. Like Durant's had three or four significant injuries in about a six year period. Uh, Chris Paul's thirty seven and gets injured basically every postseason. The team got COVID in Game Seven against Dallas. Devin Booker injured his hamstring earlier this year and missed a really long period of time for what injury it was. There's a ton of questions here. Like you knock off one guy. Okay, now what's the Western Conference? And that's, you know, sometimes the NBA playoffs turns into a health thing more than like a performance thing. So I think they're a worthy favorite. Um, the way I put it on the show is, you know, in horse racing, do you guys bet horse racing a lot? No, like, not I at don't. all. It's not no, at all. No. So there's a, there's like a saying kind of, not, it's not even really a saying. There's like a, a philosophy in horse racing. And like I'll go to, you know, like the race book at a casino with my friends and we'll bet names and stuff. Like we don't really do a lot of, introspective research or anything so if if somebody really likes a long shot don't talk them out of the long shot because if the long shot ever hits you won't hear the end of it basically like it'll just it could ruin your friendship (laughs) like remember remember when you told me not to bet the 80 to 1 and then the 80 you know and then you know whatever like uh jimmy's philly finished at 80 to 1 or whatever the six okay well like f you now like we're not friends anymore so anyway like somebody likes a long shot don't talk them out of a long shot. Just, like, let them go through it, because if they ever ones, you'll never hear the end of it. In the West, if you like any team to win the Western Conference, no one should talk you out of it. Hmm. Like, that's, why, that's how I feel about the West. It's that wide open. If you told me, like, hey, you know, I really like this Lakers core, and if LeBron comes back from this injury, like, maybe the, when he, if we find out he's returning, I really want to bet them to win the West. Sometimes there are bets like that where I go, you idiot. Like, don't ever do that. But the Western Conference this year, if you said you wanted to bet the Clippers, the Lakers, the Mavs, the Kings, who are going to be, who might be the two seed, by the way, and are like 60 to one to win the Western Conference, and nobody thinks they're going to do anything, and people are probably wrong. Um, Memphis, again, like name T, Dame Lillard and Portland, whatever it is, I think you could see a really random finalist from that side. And then if I told somebody to not bet it, I'd never hear the end of it. So Eastern Conference, Boston, Milwaukee, you want to bet anybody else? I totally disagree. West, I will not talk anybody out of anything. Interesting. Okay, you got anything else you're gambling on this weekend? We got some golf going on. I don't really know what else is happening because that's kind of all I'm watching. What, 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 uh, what's Ken Barkley gambling on this weekend? I have a huge sweat going right now. Ooh. Do you want to send me some positive vibes? Yes. Be really appreciate what are we sweating out? Uh, obviously, we're watching the first round of the Arnold Palmer. It's on yeah. right now. Uh, I bet first-round leader – when I'm bored, it's usually the thing, like some people like read a book or like play a video game. When I'm bored, I bet first round leader and whatever the golf tournament's going to be. Uh, I have Adam Shank, 180 to one to be the first round leader. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And uh, well, I didn't just bet him. I bet uh, six players. Okay. Um, a lot of long, the, my, the strategy with first round leaders should basically always be to bet long shots. Usually like the really good players don't end up like leading at the end of the first round leader is so much more random than that. I just saw um, the leaderboard and, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the best part is Adam. So Adam Shank currently has a one shot lead. He has two holes left to play. Now other players have more holes. Sure. And you look at, it's like, there are some pretty heavy hitters. Scotty Scheffler's one back, Spieth one back. 
Victor Hovland, who is actually one of the other players I bet on his two back. So like, we're kind of coming down to it a little bit here. And, you know, if anybody looks later today and sees that Adam Schenk actually finished like solo first round leader, Rory's got a tee off in the afternoon and he's a monster in first rounds. I just, you know, I didn't think we would get to this point with old Adam Schenk. <laughs> so, that, uh, That's so good. now we're, he was, he was the fourth longest shot in the tournament to be the, and he almost was first round leader last week. Like I watched a lot of the Honda Classic. Guy's playing pretty well right now. So it's an unfortunate last name, but that's okay. He's Adam Shank, you know. I, I love the random sweat, man. I was sweating out Herb Jones rebounds last night. Like following did Herb grab that what rebound. Was that like? what was that uh, like? It was like not fun. He ended up hitting the over, thankfully, but it was not fun. The last one came with like three minutes to go in the game, so he made me sweat it out all the way to the end. But a good random sweat. I just looked at the leaderboard. Adam Shank is your current leader at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. So now we got something to root for. He is the host of You Better You Bet. Odyssey Sports Betting Insider Ken Barkley. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Give them a follow on Twitter, at Lockie Lockerson. Always enjoy it, buddy. We'll chat again uh, next Thursday. Sounds good, guys. See you then. There you go. Ken Barkley of You Better If you he bet. put $7 even on Adam Shank to lead the yeah, first round. Yeah, it doesn't round, have to be a big bet. He'd make $1,200. He was the fourth longest odds, I think he said, fifth longest odds, something like that, to be the leader after day one. Let's assume Ken's not <laughs> really cheap when he bets, like sure. his smallest unit. Let's call it 15 even to even 20 25 okay bucks. let's call it 20 Adam Shank would net him $3600 if he holds on to the lead not right? a bad day at the office wow. and that's if his unit is small and i don't and know that's how, a small unit i yeah. don't know how big Ken Barkley's unit is i don't think is. he put a full unit if he sprinkled yeah. them he probably did like half units quarter units but it's so funny you say that cuz i literally they were watching the Arnold Palmer in here and i looked up and like 30 seconds ago they showed the leaderboard and i'm like Adam Shanks in the lead that was my thought Adam Shank at 5 under okay that's kind of random he's still got like 10,000 odds to win so he throw a 10 spot down on it right now oh my God. i'm th- i'm thinking i'm like mm, he's not him? going to but mm, oh hey but know. a $20 payoff uh, you guys just he's not going to but you guys are going to talk me out of it. He like just he said, said, yeah, right? don't talk the person out of bet in the long shot. Could you, you never hear the end of it? that bet and you won a hundred grand <laughs> from Adam Shank winning a tournament? Yeah, Herb Jones over rebound total hit last night. You'd so have to email Adam Shank's rep and thank him, right? <laughs> like, hey, I'd just like to thank you as a degenerate. I buy you a bottle of champagne or something, man. I owe you one for this. You thank netted you. me more than my yearly salary, <laughs> and I appreciate you for that. There you go. Ken Barkley. Uh, I want to get to, let's see, coming up next, I got a couple of college football notes, not depressing related, but I do want to get to them because Oregon State started spring practice. A couple of notes around Oregon, and uh, we'll dive into that coming up next on The Fan. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, coming up bottom of the hour, uh, I'm hooked on something. Are you hooked on it, too? And uh, fun with audio. We'll get to some fun with audio. Have you ever done this before? Got a couple of college football notes I want to get to. One of these, some of it's just kind of housekeeping. So it was a week or two ago we talked about the Oregon wide receiver who transferred from Alabama who was kicked off the football team. Trayshawn Holden. He was charged with a couple of felonies, and uh, that was it was rough because that was one of the, Oregon's big uh, offseason additions, probably the biggest one on the offensive side of the ball. Jordan Birch, the biggest on defense from South Carolina. But they needed another weapon. Dante Thornton entered the portal, and he was going to fill a big need for him. Well, he got kicked off the team. Then randomly... Now, I'm sure some people will call shenanigans here, but uh, randomly, like two days later, all the charges were dropped. All of them. Hmm. Every single one. Hmm. And at that point... Oh, let me hear it. You allow the new evidence to be presented to the court. <laughs> the new evidence says charges dropped. Your Honor. 
And Trayshawn Holden, <laughs> guess what? This happened last Wednesday because the snow day uh, took place Wednesday afternoon, and then we were all discombobulated. So I've been meaning to bring this up. He is now back on the football team. I, I do declare, I, sir, I, I my do declare. client is not guilty. I do declare he's back on the Oregon football hey, team. So look, I, I would just say this. this. This is pretty typical in college athletics. Uh, my only thing would have been, I thought, in the moment, without having, obviously, all the information the police do, I like that Lanning responded. Eh, I think maybe you suspend indefinitely until in a future incident. Because I think it looks weird to kick a kid off and then be like, no, 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 you're back on. It's like if you just Well, it's also a weird look for the authorities to charge him with multiple felonies and then yeah, like two I, days later drop the felony charges. That was Well, I mean, we're seeing this a lot with college <laughs> players, aren't we? Uh, but it's, it's just that whole story was really weird to me. It was a weird one. But I wanted to update listeners in case you've missed that. Trayshawn Holden, the Alabama wide receiver transfer, is back on the Oregon football team. One other quick Oregon note, too. I saw this uh, a couple days ago. Uh, Oregon has offered an eighth-grade quarterback. Did yeah, you see this have, story? I did see this yesterday. I <laughs> I didn't dive into it, but I did see that they offered an eighth grader. Dude, this kid. So get this. Oh, he he's from selling this, me on an eighth grader. Here we go. <laughs> no, it's just wild. This kid's in. He's in eighth grade. He lives in Alabama, oh, which okay. is a high school like heavy. This isn't like he's in Idaho or I don't know South Dakota. What's the worst high school football state in the country? This kid's in Alabama. He goes to Thompson uh, Middle School. Oh, power in eighth grade. Yeah. But he was so good that he made the he tried out for the high school football team as an eighth grader. Not only did he make the team, he started was the varsity starting quarterback. They go up to seven class levels in Alabama high school football. He went to a seven A high school in Alabama, and they won the state championship. And he threw five touchdowns in the state championship game as an eighth grader. Can I call timeout? Sure, go <laughs> ahead. Okay. First, as an eighth grader, who tries out? For football in high school, you're either varsity or you're JV. But like, we... well, he's not on. He's not in high school. Okay. Well, that was going to be my second point. How are you he's... allowed to play high school football as an eighth grader? I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, Alabama, you can do whatever the hell you want. Ban the books. Elevate the eighth graders to football. I love it. <laughs> if you're a good quarterback, we'll put you at whatever level we can put you at, man. <laughs> eighth grader, one state championship. If he's from Alabama, it sounds like the only reason Oregon's. Getting him so young is they're just trying to snag him before the uh, Crimson Tide. He's got a good name, too. His name's Trent Seaborn. Can we just... uh, That's a good name. Look, I... That's a solid name. Is it not weird at all? (laughs) Creepy even, maybe, to just go, hey, eighth grader. It just means more. Here's a scholarship. It just means... Look, hey, when you're going to the Big Ten, you got to get whatever kid you can get, okay? This is the world we got to live in. the SEC. We're going to the SEC. You don't think Lanning would want to... I bet you gave Lanning the choice. He'd much rather go to the SEC. Dude, screw that, man. The Big Ten's winnable. The Big Ten sucks. Nick Saban's going to be gone in five years. We need to screw that. Who's going to be in your way? Uh, I I don't know if you saw, but we had to play a team from the SEC last year. Oh, did you? Yeah. What happened? uh, It didn't didn't go great. What was the final? I didn't see that. Can you tell me what the final was? National championship is what it was. Oh. Hmm? So technically, we were the second best team in the country. That's how that works. Okay. Second best team in the country. Better Oregon than State would have played and we scored 10 points. <laughs> Better than TCU. Speaking of Oregon State, they started spring practice this week, man. They did. It's a pretty exciting time. When spring football, look, we, we bring it up and we, we seemingly don't talk about much unless there's like a quarterback competition. But yeah, it's, it's something to monitor with everybody covering the program. Uh, obviously, I'm a little biased here because I'm, I'm pro Angie, but. Uh, yeah, following the coverage is going to be great, and uh, it's it's pretty exciting upcoming season. I'm I'm going to be following a lot, but like I really am curious what we hear or what they say uh, about DJ 
and how things look for him in the spring. He got there early. He's been there for some time now. and mm-hmm. Just kind of under the radar, flying, getting ready yes, to go. under the radar, and uh, just excited to see what he looks like. I, I don't know if people will change their stance to be with me on spring football this year, but I feel like if there's a year to be excited for spring football, it is this year. Because or you're going to get a first look at – look, it doesn't mean anything in the long run. No. Okay. But you're going to get a look at DJ for the first time. But they don't play anybody. They play your defense. I thought you got a good defense. I mean, they play. Are like, you not curious to see how he looks in the offense? Like, no, just no, no, how no. are they going to utilize I, him? Are they going to run I him? Just are said they? I'm curious. Nah, you're poo-pooing DJ in the spring game. But you're acting like I should be at every practice, sitting on no, the I'm field, not saying and that. go to the spring game. And no, we don't go to practice. But watching spring games, I can't wait to watch Oregon State spring game. You're probably having to go to the spring game, right? No, I don't usually go to that. Oh, okay. No, okay. I'm not opposed to going to the spring game. It's a fun thing to do. And Oregon actually gets a really good crowd for the game. It's fun until depends like, on what you're doing that weekend, though. Halfway through, and then I'm like, okay, I'm kind of bored now. And that's the beauty of a spring game; it's yeah. free to go, and you can just leave. And that's yeah, you that's, didn't pay for a ticket. Oregon State used to just charge you bring a can of food for hungry people. Like that was your <laughs> ticket in. That used to be the thing. So there you go. Some college football notes: Trayshawn <laughs> holding back on the roster. Oregon is offering eighth grade quarterbacks at Alabama, and Oregon State started spring practice. Uh, I I I'll ask you this: I would note for the show's purposes tomorrow at seven thirty. Um, we're going to have Christian Capel. Now, he was laid off from the Athletic. Yes. Uh, which blows. I no idea what that entity is doing. They don't have anybody left that covers college football on the West Coast, so way to go, Athletic. Uh, well, they're going to have like a Stuart Mandel write about probably a lot of pieces. Sure, it's and, totally different than when you're there day in and day Yeah, out. they don't have a beat guy, and um, I, I just think that's a grave mistake. He just started his own thing. He's going to hop on, and UW's got spring football, so we'll talk a little what his new project is in UW football, but I, I am excited to kind of follow the storylines throughout the conference. What is, what's the big thing for you? As a Duck fan, like I feel like there's always one bigger thing than the rest of the things. Probably What's the big thing? What does the offense of play calling look like in the spring game? Well, you you said something yesterday that it, it blow my mind is maybe an exaggerated term, but it kind of did. It caught me off guard in what you said about Bo Nix. That he's adding weight? But it's not just like, oh, he's adding some weight. You said he was adding, trying to add 20 pounds. So Tyson told us on Monday he's trying to add 15, 20 pounds of muscle this offseason. He wants to be more durable as a runner. That's, uh, wow, that's a lot of weight. That's not a... That, I just wonder how that changes things. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's even going to be able to get there, but that was his off-season goal is to, to bulk up. Maybe it's bulking season. Yeah, he's not a string bean. He's a <laughs> no, pretty he's ripped not. kid. He's a very well-built dude. Yeah. yeah, so he's trying to add a little bit of muscle. So I, I'd probably, for me, the two biggest storylines in the state are what does DJ look like? And not that you can glean that much from a spring game, but just, you know, does he seem comfortable in the offense? Uh, how are things flowing? Does he have good timing down with the wide receivers? And for Oregon, it's what does the offensive play calling look like? Now that, again, you can take everything from a spring game, but I remember last year, the spring game, it was like, this is kind of fun. They're slinging the ball all over the place. Maybe this is what the offense is going to look like, and that's what the offense ended up looking like. Yeah, mine for Oregon State is actually the secondary. Yeah, you're replacing a lot of guys in the secondary. You know, DJ's obviously an important one, but I, I, I just don't think you can play worse than Chance Nolan played. So You, know. you would imagine it's an upgrade. No matter how good or bad he is, it's going to be an upgrade. Uh, hey, are you hooked on this and some fun with audio? That is next, but first, here's Jordan with the Sports Center update. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Sometimes you fall into those television traps, and I have totally (laughs) fallen into one. This is a song, by the way, I always sang wrong. What do you say? You don't say, start me up? 
I gotta be honest. I didn't even know it was "Start Me Up" till you just said that. I was trying to What's hear the it. Name of, the name of the song? I didn't know the name of the song. Okay. All right. All right. What do I, you think he's saying? I, say me. it out loud. Say it on the air. It's a really dumb reveal. It's your Stardio up. It's your Stardio. What is a Stardio? I couldn't tell what he said. <laughs> one of the funnier ones I've heard. I don't even know who sings this song, but uh, yeah. (laughs) You were saying about the television show. (laughs) Don't pivot out of that. You can't pivot out of that. It's a Stardio up. Like, I don't know what he was trying to say there. (laughs) That's pretty good. I think it was Jimmy Fallon that did a bit years ago that was people miss-singing songs. Yeah, yeah, like Pennsylvania is the beginning of Lion King. Pennsylvania! Which is very white. (laughs) Yeah. It is. Puxitani film. Uh, I am 100% glued to the Alex Murdoch murder trial. Oh, really? I am. I'm, I'm glued so, and I can't get out. I'm so disappointed. In I you. can't get out. I watched the Netflix documentary. I watched the testimony. Did you watch the... I thought the Netflix trailer was trash and it didn't get me to watch. I mean, the documentary wasn't that good because the trial's still going on. It's not a, fl- it's not a done story yet. So, but they they go through the boat accident and kind of how all this started to unravel. And he the, was a he's basically a drug addict, right? I they, mean, his whole I mean, they probably murdered multiple. I mean, they yeah. he, his son murdered a girl in a boating accident. That's right. how this all started, and then he was charged with that. They tried to pin it on one of his buddies. There was another dude who was killed like run, walking on the sidewalk after his car ran out of gas. And they think that the other brother who hasn't gotten in trouble, they accused him basically in the documentary of killing that guy. And this is like a big powerful family. Yes. Where they live. His yeah. grandfather and his and his father, they've like been the head uh, attorney in that county for like 115 years. Yeah. It's insane. They're not going to ever Their housekeeper charged. died. Yeah. Yeah. They said fell on the front steps and hit her head randomly after finding drugs in the house. Nothing ever happened there. I'm I'm telling you, man, I'm glued to this stuff. Okay, I poo-pooed it. I see it on my gym. I see it and I roll my eyes because I'm going to tell you this without blind... Like, this is a blind take. Okay, blind take. Having never listened to anything, never watched any of this really, and knowing the full backstory. So the trial I saw yesterday is basically saying the mom and the, the, the son were killed yes. near the kennel. Yes. The he called them, and where he was pinged was not that far from where the bodies. They were. have like a big property, a huge property, and it's like hunting ground and, and guns, dog, and dog kennels, kennels. Yeah. yeah. And so they pinged him, calling nine one one. Now they were shot, and he's maintaining the innocence that he didn't shoot him. But then I saw his testimony when he took the stand. They're claiming a five foot two person killed him because of the way the bullets entered the body. Yeah, but I watched him on the stand. He basically admitted he's a drug addict. Yes, because that's all this stuff was going to come out in discovery from the initial murder case of the girl that got killed on the boat. Because yeah. all of his fine, like he's been kicked out of his law firm. He was stealing money. the 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 housekeeper that died, he he brought up a like insurance policy on her life, and then she randomly dies like two months later. He put an insurance policy on a housekeeper's life, and then told the kids and the family of the housekeeper, like, "Don't worry, we're going to take care of you." I think he ended up getting four point five million dollars family never saw a dime of it been stealing money from people for like 15 years i'm telling you wow. this story is insane now how is he not going to be guilty yeah uh, can you prove it but on a reasonable doubt they can't find the guns he had a the, he's got a big ass property and he's probably I, smart I, I know he probably is but i don't know if you can prove i think he's going to get off 
You now think on he's going to be called Once he's off on the murder charges, he's going to face like 80 other sure. financial fraud and all, you know, all sorts of yeah, but he's The dude's going to end up going to jail. Is he though? Yes, 100% he is will. he though? <laughs> I mean, big powerful white guy. Am I in the, the only South? one? You guys so you guys aren't hooked on that at all. Watch the Netflix documentary and there's a revelation in the first episode. His kid who then ends up getting shot, who killed the girl on the boat, is dating this girl in the first episode and you're just like how? One of the kids is at the trial. How? Yes, the older brother's at the trial. And he's the one that's done nothing? He, well, and not according to Netflix, he may or may not have killed a guy on the side of a road because he was so gay he with is... him. Oh. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude. Why not just be... Oh, man. South Carolina. Yeah. It sounds like uh, the staircase on steroids. It, no, I'm it's down. nuts. Well, I'm and I, the trust circle here, I, I was oh, getting no. the rest of uh, Perfect Match. You've also match. killed somebody? No. Oh. No, I was, I was <laughs> binging the rest of Perfect Match. Then I was going to get back into these like uh, murder documentaries I wanted to watch. But I, okay. I had to watch the sexy people. How do you guys watch people. those? I don't. How do you do My it? wife turned it on, and we got into it. We, 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 for 12 episodes, we got sucked in, man. I don't know how. Okay. We're right. not usually into that, but uh, no, I'm excited to watch this. It is a pretty wild setup, though, like big, powerful family finally being taken down. There is an element of that that I love. Yeah. Not yeah. that, obviously, it comes to... You don't want people to die in the process. Yeah, you it's don't horrible. Want... People right. shouldn't die. Right. But there is a certain satisfaction of watching this dude, his life fall apart, because he is a horrible... Whether he murdered his well, wife and son like or not, generations he of is a horrible person. Yeah. Horrible well, people. So it sounds like so are his kids. Yeah, his kids are terrible people. His father was a terrible person, still is a terrible person. Wow. It's a whole thing, man. Whole Kill thing. a gay lover instead of just being out and being gay. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hooked. I'm hooked. I'm hooked and I can't get out. So you're going home. This is going on like right after we get off the air usually every day. You're going home I mean, home the, they've this? rested their case, but when it was on, because it was hitting like right in the middle of the snowstorm last week where That's, he was, was on the stand and I'm like, I can't go. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just sitting around the house all day. My wife and I watched him testify for like four straight hours. I don't know how you don't watch him admit that he's a drug addict and then he starts crying and then he tries to go i would have never hurt ma he also lied on the night of the murder he said he wasn't there and then there was a, a video that came out a snapchat video of his son moments before he was killed where you could hear his dad's voice in the background how's that not evidence pretty damning evidence look i know we live in a proven innocent or you're innocent until proven guilty thing like i get it and we need hard evidence sometimes we don't Sometimes the guy on Snapchat... Let's connect a couple of dots Who here, lied right? about where he was, who called the cops from like 100 feet away from the dead bodies. Maybe. Maybe we just... Maybe we connect some dots. The guy doing the drugs is super high and angry. Uh, you know. I'm sensing a dirt spray and Schultz uh, a crime podcast. I think we need to solve crimes. I'm yeah, in. I'm Only murders in the studio. Oh. <laughs> you just nailed it. Only murders Marketing in the studio. Genius. I love it. Let's get to this quickly. Uh, this is an Illinois basketball player. Let me pull up his name. Do you have his name, Jordan? Yeah, Matthew Mayer. Okay, Matthew This is the University of Illinois. Yes, did you see this yesterday? I almost went to Illinois. Fun fact. Did you? Illinois and Syracuse were my dream schools. Because of college basketball? Uh... Uh, I mean, a little bit. It, I I didn't think of a sports. It was uh, Illinois has a very good broadcasting program, and oh, Syracuse has that. the best broadcasting. I knew about program. Syracuse. Yeah. yeah. Um. So this was yesterday. They one of the, I, is he a good player? Do you know anything about college basketball? I don't know anything okay. about Illinois. What's I think his name Michael Mayer, Matthew Mayer, oh. Matthew Mayer. Oh, he's big for them. I was thinking of the tight end from Notre Dame. <laughs> yes, he's going to the NFL. He wasn't around the last couple of days of practice. He shows up at practice yesterday, and they ask him, why weren't you at practice? And here was his answer. I've actually been sick the last few days. I had caffeine poisoning. I literally had uh, six monsters the day of the game. I only had one before, but I had five after because I like 
a caffeine-induced euphoria to play video games in, um, and so I uh, I could barely get out of bed the next day. It was like basically like a caffeine hangover, and uh, so this is my first day of practicing since then. He looks exactly how he sounds. Yes, he does. Uh, Have you guys ever had six monsters in one sitting? What's your highest monster total or energy drink total? Can't you die from drinking six of those? <laughs> sounds like he almost did. Do they still make like the 24-ounce cans or the 32-ounce just where it's oh, like God. one serving of those? I monster? hope that, not. That's what I did back when I was hey, like 17. Uh, I, this, I, we'll admit a lot of things on this show. Dirt, Dirt can vouch for this. <laughs> I, I had a bit of a bang addiction. You did, yeah. And I wasn't drinking like six in a day. Don't get me wrong, but I was drinking like one a day. I don't even know how long that was going for. And then during a show, we were still noon to three. During a show, I was drinking one, and my hands started shaking, and it felt like I was having a heart attack. And I, I basically cut it. I haven't drank in it since. <laughs> I don't know how you drink up. five of those drinks. And once, just to play video games after a game? Well, what is a caffeine? I've never had this. A caffeine-induced euphoria. Oh, dude. Okay, so have you, do you lift weights? Yeah. Okay. If you, have you taken creatine C4, something like that? I, no, other than just okay. like whey protein. I it, haven't done Okay. Any. If you, so if you get C4 pre-workout type stuff, you take a scoop and a half of that, and you hit it. You put six ounces of water with it. Chug it right before, in the middle of your workout, you will feel like a god. You will have this rush of adrenaline. You're working out efficiently. You just feel awesome. There is a euphoria that comes with a caffeine high. And then you crash. Then you, yeah, you you crash and uh, and you crash hard. I actually had a classmate die from doing too much creatine. Really. Yeah, that's he, a thing. Like legitimately, and I'm not exaggerating here. I think he was doing like ten scoops a day. Whoa! And I think if you do like X amount, he got he went to rush the hospital. He had like a huge, I think it was liver thing. And he just he died. Like we were just like, wow. yo, he died. He's gone. That's insane. So you can like way overdo it with some of those substances, uh, but as a guy who has C4. It's pretty remarkable in the middle of a workout. It feels great while you're in the process yeah, of it. Yeah, there's a bit of that. So I, th- I saw that yesterday, and I thought, that's a lot of monsters, man. That's a lot of energy drinks. I don't know if I can handle that. Uh, do kids not take Adderall anymore? What happened, man? Back I, uh, in my day, it was pretty easy. I knew a minor. Le- I know a minor league baseball player, and I haven't talked to him in a while, but I, I when he lived up here, we were hanging out, and <laughs> he was telling me about C4, and when I take C4, I usually text him, like just a Ric Flair, woo, Jif, because that's kind of what it makes you feel like sometimes. And he used to share the funniest stories of minor league baseball players and what they would do with C4. He's like, you wouldn't believe where they'd pour it and how often they'd pour it. He said, I had guys that were looking in the mirror and they were gummying it. Like, they just used to eat it scoop to mouth. Like, it's crazy. full of C4 before a workout or before a And then just lift weights together. Oh, man. There you go. All right, let's wrap it up. Close it up. Uh, Get you set for your Thursday in sports next on The Fam. This is Dirt and Spray on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. 853 here. Not a lot of time left in the show. Arnold Palmer Invitational's teed off. Watching it closely. It's an elevated event. Great field. Should be a fun weekend. Down at Arnie's house in Florida. A couple thoughts of the fan text. I used to commute between Central Oregon and Portland. One trip on the way home, I was tired, bought some energy drinks. My heart was beating so hard and fast, it freaked me out so much that I stopped at Warm Springs yeah. and bought a Coors Light and chugged it while watching the river. Good idea. 
You got to slow everything down. It sucks when that happens. The heart gets beaten a little bit, and you're like, oh my God, am I dying? And then you start worrying about it, and you're thinking about it, and it starts beating faster, and it's just a vicious circle. Somebody had a coworker years ago that got into an accident because he lost his peripheral vision because his daytime meals consisted of a half a dozen Red Bulls and a 7 Eleven pizza. A half a. He ended up missing two weeks of work because he had to detox. Six Red Bulls? That's a lot of Red Bulls. You know what, though? I, I think, I don't know how many Red Bulls that it would have equated to, but we had a day in Vegas when we went with Kevin Todd. <laughs> we, where we, on, we were just playing all kinds of things, just hanging out at the casino. I, I probably had six or seven vodka Red Bulls. It's a, it's a great hangover drink. When you're like, do I really want to drink today? If you have two or three vodka Red Bulls. Oh, they go down so easy. So easy. It gets you going a little. You got a little energy again. I think we're not condoning this. is horrible for you. <laughs> horrible to me. Well, I mean, we're acknowledging an energy drink. It's the reason why they stopped the Four Locos, right? Dude, I had a buddy in college that used to drink like like shotgun and beer bong multiple Four Locos in a night. Yeah, I know people that had Four Loco problems. I don't know how we're still alive, but I love you, Big Dave. Uh, Ever do a couple shots of green tea powder pre-workout? It feels like your skin is trying to rip itself off your body. But you can burn through your P90X. You can. (laughs) Whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes. I feel like I'd want to watch Jordan do C4 the first time. I want to be there for that experience. I'll call you guys. <laughs> guys, I'm dying. Guys, I'm dying. Uh, got a nice little TNT doubleheader. Sixers and Mavs and Clippers and Warriors tonight. That'll do it for us. If you missed it, Brett McMurphy was great. Tomorrow, Christian Capel at 730. And uh, maybe Diego Valeri. Maybe. Maybe Diego Valeri. But go check out the McMurphy interview. Great on the conference. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Colin is next. Listen to 1080 The Fan.